What's going on, traders? Welcome back to the SPACs Attack. If you guys had fun with David Green live trading, stay tuned, guys. We're going to talk some SPACs, so definitely hit the like button. There's a lot of them up. I mean, I can name five or six right off the back, higher than 5%. So definitely stay tuned, guys. we got an action-packed show. We're going to talk a little bit of PSDH, a little Chamath. Hey, this is going to be a great one. Go ahead, hit the subscribe down below. Let's get the show started. Welcome to the SPACs attack What's up, traders? How we doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to the SPACs Attack, where we talk everything SPACs. And you guys already know, without me, there would be no SPACs Attack. Because guess what? I need my brain, man. My brain, Chris Ketchy in the house. What's going on, man? What's going on, Mitch? Hope you had a good weekend. It, it, you know, it's good to be back after a couple days of no shows. But I got to say, I enjoyed the the. Uh, cannabis Capital Conference and learning more about some of those great cannabis com companies that Benzinga had those exclusive interviews with. So super excited to be back today, though. Definitely, definitely. It's good to be back. There's a lot of action going on out there, a lot of headlines to get to. Some we're going to get into maybe a little bit prior, but at the end of the day, let's do this recap. We haven't seen you guys since Wednesday, so let's go ahead and let's get into some of these uh, headlines. Let's go ahead. Take us back, Chris. Yeah, time to play catch up. So we're going to get into today's headlines. There'll be some stuff from last week. And then also we're going to talk deals. So there was a couple deals announced Thursday and Friday. One deal announced today. And then also we obviously have the large uh, Pershing Square PSTH deal to talk about later on in the show. So up first for headlines, uh, we have Fisker. So FSR, which I own shares of. Henrik Fisker teasing a new car on Twitter. Looks like there was a press release out from the company as well. So that will be the Fisker pair coming in the end of 2023, uh, starting under $30,000. That's the key from that tweet. Um, you know, this is the one that will be done in partnership with Foxconn. So here you have the Fisker Ocean being done with Magna and now the Fisker pair being done, um, you know, with Foxconn. So this is a bullish sign to me. Uh, we are a couple years away from Fisker vehicles hitting the road. Shares are up 7% today, though. No surprise reacting to that news. And then we have uh, VACQ, so Rocket Labs, going public with VACQ, the FAA clearing Rocket Labs to start their flights again. Remember that the last flight they had uh, not successful. Um, they actually lost some of the cargo from that mission, which included Black Sky uh, SFTW satellites. So keep an eye out on VACQ um, and SFTW both. We should get a new date anytime on when Rocket Labs anticipates to fly again. Um, and that could be a catalyst. We've seen these with these space companies, right? That when they announce that date, uh, you know, shares tend to jump. So VACQ shares down today. Um, I'm taking a look at it because I think when they start to announce that timeline again, I, I think we see it go up. 
Then we have CHPT ChargePoint. Um, so reported earnings last week and then got a favorable mention over the weekend from Barron's Magazine. Uh, you know, the, the issue talked about SPACs, right? And it talked about how not all uh, SPACs and DSPAC companies were failures and ChargePoint, you know, was the key to that story. So again, this is a charging infrastructure play. Um, you know, positive mention, positive earnings. So a lot of nice things going forward. We have Genius Sports, that's G-E-N-I. Uh, shares actually down today, uh, surprisingly, because uh, Needham out initiating coverage on Genius Sports with a buy rating and a price target of $28. Shares at about $21 today. Uh, since the despacking, Genius Sports has gotten several analyst uh, initiations, and they've all been fairly positive. They've all talked about Genius being, you know, a picks and shovel play, or as we like to call it here at Benzinga, the thing behind the thing for sports betting. So keep an eye out on uh, Genie. You know, it's been a favorite of both mine and Mitch um, for several months, you know, dating back to when this was DMYD. We have uh, Ride, R-I-D-E, Lordstown Motors. This is a surprising one because shares are up double digits today. Um, looks like, you know, continued uh, talk of this being a short squeeze. Uh, Lordstown Motors received notification from the NASDAQ that shares could be delisted. They have until July 27th to regain compliance after failing to file quarterly reports for that first quarter. Um, so again, Lordstown Motors, you know, uh, their last earnings report, um, but now facing uh, some pressure from the NASDAQ. So keep an eye out on this one, um, but again, up double digits today. We have HOL, so Hollis City, another space play. Um, Astra is the company that they are taking public. They announced an acquisition today that will take place after the SPAC deal is completed. So this is Apollo Fusion. Um, valued at $145 million, Apollo Fusion manufactures a leading electric propulsion engine uh, that allows Astra to provide launch and space services below low Earth orbit, medium Earth orbit, and lunar orbits with this acquisition. Um, so Apollo Fusion, so it'll be $50 million, uh, $30 million in stock, $20 million in cash, and then the potential of earnouts if milestones are reached. So this one could go into the future. And then uh, Apollo Fusion, also notable that uh, the team has experience with companies like Google, Tesla, and SpaceX. Uh, and they've worked on over 2,000 satellites in orbit today. So definitely some experience in the industry. Then our rumor that we got on Friday was RTPY, the SPAC from Reed Hoffman and Mark Pincus. According to a report from TechCrunch, they are going to bring autonomous vehicle company Aurora public, could value the company between $12 billion and $20 billion. Um, so Aurora investors include Amazon, T. Rowe Price, and Shell, and then also Uber. So Aurora acquired the self-driving unit of Uber Technologies, which at the time valued Aurora at $10 billion. Uber owns 26% of Aurora. Aurora has a partnership with Volvo Trucks for autonomous semi-truck development in North America. Keep an eye out on this one. We did see RTPY shares jump on Friday after hours. They're up about 1% today, but still below $10. To me, I want to see the valuation because Uber got in at about $10 billion. 
Um, you know, and now we're hearing anywhere from 12 billion to 20 billion dollars. Now that those figures have been out, you know, if this one gets priced at 20 billion dollars, I think we see some selling pressure. If it gets done around 10, 12 billion dollars, it could be an interesting play on autonomous vehicles. And then some of the deals that were announced last week. Uh, well, first this morning we have VPCC. So VPC Impact Acquisition Holdings 3 uh, announcing a deal with uh, mobile banking company Dave. So Dave is backed by Mark Cuban, Capital One Financial, uh, SV Angel, and the Chernin Group. Uh, Mark Cuban serves on the company's board of directors. Uh, so they're working to um, help over 10 million customers with products that include banking, financial insights, building credit, and finding side gigs in the gig economy. They also offer access to paychecks up to two days early for their customers. Um, so Dave was launched in 2017 to help Americans avoid overdraft fees. So since that time, they've helped their members avoid over $1 billion in overdraft fees. They launched uh, Dave Banking in December 2020, which offers a spending account and debit card with no monthly fees. Over 1.3 million Dave members have already signed up for Dave Banking. Uh, so that's going to help them grow their revenue through transactions uh, going forward. They see a target market of 150 million people that are underserved by the traditional banking system. Revenue of $122 million in fiscal 2020, year-over-year -year growth of 60%. Um, they see revenue hitting $193 million in 2021 and $377 million in 2022. And then turning to some of those deals from last week, we have VOSO, so Virtuoso Acquisition Corp. This was a deal that was rumored previously, uh, announcing the completion of the deal. Uh, connected vehicle data company Wejo going public, valued at $800 million. They provide data for customers and automotive manufacturers, uh, including the ways people live, work, and travel. Among the investors, Palantir Technologies and General Motors Company. Uh, Wejo also expanding into traffic management, advertising, fleet management, a software as a service solutions, car sharing and rental payments and roadside assistance. They work with 17 OEMs and tier one automotive companies, estimating revenue of $4.3 million in 2021, $23 million in 2022. And another deal announced last week, all Curry Global Acquisition Corp, that's K-U-R-I, announcing a deal with digital healthcare company Babylon Health. Um, so this uh, Babylon covers 24 million people across four continents. Deal values of the company at $4.2 billion. Palantir, also an investor in this company. They're seeking to re-engineer the $10 trillion global healthcare market to better align system-wide incentives. So Babylon able to reduce costs and better and provide better healthcare for its members. They offer Babylon 360, a digital first care service, and Babylon Cloud Services, a self-care tool. Revenue of $321 million expected in 2021, which would be up 305%. And then another one I know a couple of people in the chat were asking about. We have ticker GIG. So Gig Capital for acquiring end-to-end -end data analytics company Big Bear uh, AI valued at $1.57 billion. So Big Bear AI provides data analytics for sectors that include national security 
and the defense community and the commercial sector uses artificial intelligence and machine learning at scale to provide decision support for its customers. They see AI and machine learning market growing from $58 billion in 2021 to $310 billion by 2026, projecting 2021 revenue of $182 million, uh, and then revenue growing at a compounded annual growth rate of 43% from 2021 to 2025, supported by a backlog of $500 million. Um, I like this one. I think it's almost like a mini Palantir, right? Providing data um, for the defense sector and commercial sectors using artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, valuation $1.57 billion um, looks decent, uh, you know, with revenue of $182 million this year and that backlog of $500 million. A little surprised we didn't see this one jump more. Um, but again, I, I would caution that some of the gig capital SPACs um, have been underperformers in the sector. Uh, so that's it for, for that for now, Mitch. I know we'll circle back to PSTH. Um, and then again, that merger vote calendar. I mean, there are a ton of deals. So this week we have FSRV, Kappa, THBR, VGAC, CCX, SSPK, and ACTC all voting on those mergers. So I count at least seven deals. Um, and then of course we had several deals completed last week that will trade over as new tickers uh, any day this week. So that's what I've got for now uh, on that. All right, all right. Sounds like there's some definitely some movement out there. We're gonna take a look at the watch list and take a look at what's going on out there. There's definitely, I mean, I feel a change kind of in the SPAC environment. Um, whether you're looking at some of the high flyer movers or you're also starting to look at some of the ones that are holding underneath those ten dollars and could potentially get deals real soon. Now, one of the things that I'm starting to see is hey, is it time to start dipping our toes in those too? Today, we'll talk a little bit about that also. Let's go ahead and let's get into our watch list. We can talk about some votes that are coming up also. So I'll, I'll touch some of those. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see, you know, Latch, the Latch Dragon to see when it opens up. Uh, I heard it could possibly open up after 12. I'm not sure if, if we got in that movement yet. I will take a look for it to see if we can get it trading, if it's, it's already trading some volume. It looks like it's trading now. Uh, looks like Benzinga Pro has it in there as LTCH at 1092 is what I'm seeing if it did open for trading. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm seeing different different platforms yeah. giving access right now, giving, some not giving access. So just kind of keep your eyes out. I'll let you know when I actually see it trading on it right now. Because like right now, I can't even get access to it on my shares um, it was kind of funny this morning. It showed up on my uh, platform as I had lost $200 to my account. But yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a loss $200. What it was is that I had some had some money in latch. So That's uh, one of the things is these brokers sometimes struggle they, so they much know with, how to deal with, with getting, getting the change over to the new ticker. The other thing is sometimes it screws up the cost basis. I mean, I remember at one point my my Hylion shares, right, from SHLL, it showed a cost basis of zero at one point. And I was like, no, like I paid for these shares. It just changed tickers. So yeah, interesting to see how all the different ones. So, um, you know, it depends on what broker you have, whether or not you're going to be able to, uh, you know, trade latch shares today. 
Um, but we'll be keeping an eye out to see, you know, how it performs uh, today and if it follows some of those patterns that we've seen. Yep, yep. One that I'm also taking a look on and, and reason I, I think this one can eventually get going is uh, I, I took my shot also in uh, – we'll get into the watch list area, but I took my shot in FRX, Chris. I started taking some shares, so um, we'll see if that one kind of keeps moving. That's uh, that beach body life. You guys already know I'm going to get on that beach body. So let's go ahead and let's get into the watch list. Let's talk a little bit about what we see out there, right? Let's get into that. All right. All right, guys. Let's get into the top movers of the day. We can talk a little bit about that. Chris, if you got any news to mention here, definitely go ahead and hit it. But I'm not going to go too much in technicals today because I want to talk a little bit more stocks than be about a whole bunch of levels today and then take like five minutes on each ticker. So let's just keep rolling through it. You guys in the chat, you guys keep me up to this. If you guys see me getting stuck on, a, on one ticker, say, keep it moving, keep it moving. And I'll, and I'll keep it moving. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's get through this. Let's see what we got out here. Looking like Clover. Clover with a nice move. 14% move there, Chris. Up there, past 11, really. What are you thinking about this? Any news? Yeah, if you look at that that watch list, so Clove, RMO, RIDE, and maybe even SPCE, those are all tickers that have been associated with some of these short squeezes. So I, I'm not seeing any new news with Clover. You know, I mentioned the news with Ride facing a possible delisting because they're just late getting some of those uh, financials turned over. Um, but a lot of this is just retail traders, you know, anticipating some short squeezes. So uh, be careful, you know, with, with any of these names um, trading higher on, on no news, especially Clover. I mean, you already see that move today. It, it went up to 11 and, you know, sharply came back down. This has happened a couple times over the past couple months where we've seen it go up double digits. And by the end of the trading day, what happens? It loses that momentum. So it just cannot sustain those levels uh, most of the time. So just be careful here. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to see out here, guys. A lot to talk about. So I'm gonna keep rolling through here. There's so many. I mean, I had like, t- I mean, I was looking at my watch list from about a week or two ago, and I only had one in the red um, from that list. So let's just keep rolling through. Romeo Power getting a nice lift today. Any news out, Chris? I don't see any news on that one. So again, I think that that one has been uh, one that has been mentioned, you know, for for short. So and for those of you watching, we're going to do on Wednesday, we're going to talk about some of the most shorted uh, SPACs and former SPACs. So that'll be part of our Wednesday show. Um, And as you see, it's definitely uh, causing some of these moves. So we're going to dive in and see which one should be on your radar um, as the next potential short squeezes. All right, we talked about the moving Fisker and it's still moving on up. So we'll keep moving from that one. But if you didn't catch the news, definitely scroll back in the headlines and you'll see exactly why Fisker is moving on up today. Definitely one also that I, I mentioned, keep your eyes on it. Uh, EV, that was the one I liked in, in the United States. You guys heard me talk about it. So to me, FSR is definitely a good leader there. Uh, SPCE also making a move up today, 7% move. It held sideways for a good amount of time there. So good move there, SPCE. I think it, I think it even got a lift even by the Bezos news. I don't know how. Yeah, but- I was going to say the, the Bezos news, definitely a, a, a positive for the overall space travel market, right? The fact exactly. that Jeff, that Jeff that Bezos it. is going to go to space, you know, obviously that's on blue origin. It's not on Virgin Galactic. But Virgin Galactic will be sending, you know, its founder, Sir Richard Branson, to space in the future. So I think that Bezos news, you know, a positive. And I I called that out, right, that we need to watch the Blue Origin as a catalyst 
Remember that they have the auction going on now uh, where one person will get a flight to space with Jeff Bezos now. And then also they'll be announcing their pricing in the future, which could also send shares of Virgin Galactic higher. All right. So CCIV starting to hit that uh, resistance spot that I talked about. Watch today. See if we can get some strong levels. Really what I see is a little gap up. And whenever I see these little gap ups, I think they fill down today. Um, you're getting a nice lift right now, but I, I, I'm I'm thinking this one comes right back down. I think this one will eventually get moving with a kind of uh, vote announcement. Look for that. All right, keep going, guys. Let's keep going. Playboy, Playboy, looking good. Uh, new NFTs, I think, are going to be coming out soon. One of the things that they I've been noticing is Playboy is really starting to focus on their promotion, um, whether that be um, kind of just building up their their kind of clothing brands or focusing on their NFT game. I think they're really starting to try to push on the levels of their business. One of the things you can clearly see here is a 40, resi- uh, 40 support. So keep your eyes on uh, Playboy. QS, is there anything going on in QS? This is one I actually looked, thought about buying on Friday just because I think the chart is really attractive now that it's come back down towards these uh, 27th November levels. Yeah, I think QS, the, the only news I saw was it looks like it may end up being a part of uh, one of the Russell indexes going forward. That's, that's actually another, one to note. To tell you the truth, that's actually important to note. Yep, that's another item we're going to be taking a look at on Wednesday. The initial Russell list was out on Friday. Um, it will get revised several weeks now before the full rebalancing happens at the end of June. Um, so just because QuantumScape's on the list doesn't mean it will for sure get included, but that's a positive sign going forward. But there's several other uh, former SPACs also making the list. So make sure you tune in to uh, Wednesday's show, where again, we're going to break that down in uh, more detail. Definitely, definitely, guys. I'm going to take a second here, guys. It looks like we only have 29 likes, guys, over 300 watching. Let's go ahead, smash that like button. If you support us going through this watch list, you know, one of the things is that's really what you're hitting the like button for is us rolling through this watch list, getting through a lot of specs. And that's what we want to do for you guys out there. So do us a favor and smash that like button. Let's keep it rolling here. Let's get going to the next stock here. Uh, looks like ARYA area uh, science having a good lift, Chris. Good lift. What's up with this? Yeah, this is another one of those that didn't know as well um, before. Uh, I think it was brought to our attention um, recently. See see. But see what we see. Yeah, up five percent. I'm not seeing. Uh, I am seeing. It looks like insider buying um, the news item out on Benzinga Pro over the weekend. Um, so obviously that's a positive sign. But if you look at the the chart on this, I mean, this thing, uh, you know, was way up there, came back down to earth. Um, and now, you know, so they're acquiring Nautilus Biotechnology. These biotech SPACs have just had these insane moves, right? Uh, you know, a lot of them are lower float, which tend to get picked up by uh, retail traders as well. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'd point out in your SEC filings. You'll find at 1005, 330,000, at 1005, 106, pretty much 160,000 shares. So add that up. What are you getting around? You're getting around about 400 and almost 500,000 shares that were grabbed up there at 1005. And look at the lift. Look where the, the stock kind of lifts off today. It rejects to come back down towards those levels. Came to 1006 at 930. Why? <laughs> that gives you a little hint, guys. There's a lot of uh, underneath support there. 
And so that gives it that lift getting up there towards 1060. What you want to see is continuation of volume coming in today, not the insider buying, but essentially volume pushing the stock continuation. And then Mitch on the, on the flip side, I'm seeing, you know, we've got a mostly green day, mm-hmm. but I am seeing Genie G E N I down uh three and a half percent. Yeah, yeah, um, I was going to point that one out when we got towards yeah, that's a little just sur- a lot of winners today, man. There, a lot there's of winners. so many winners, but it's important, right, on a day with winners, we, we look at some of these uh, fallers, right, because it could be a buying opportunity. So Genie getting that initiation from Needham today, uh, a $28 price t- target, and, and here you have shares, you know, actually falling. Also a rival, which it looks like you've got up there, you know, down today too. These are two great companies, in my opinion you know, that have despacked and, you know, both trading down on a, a green day, it could be a good idea to, to take a look at those. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think about Genie here? Uh, what levels are you watching? So the, the important part of Genie is if you look at it, it has a tendency of doing very measured moves. And what I mean by that is if you look at it, it went kind of like on a $4 breakout from 18s up there closer towards 22. Then what did it do? about four dollars pullback then what does it do guys it rips out from about 20 when it gapped up here and what does this move measure the move 20 to what 25 about a five dollar push up right and then about a five dollar pullback so you've seen the measured moves there that's actually a good thing that's showing you that the stock is trying to continue with a pattern yes it does get pulls backs but it gets bought up on those pullbacks. And that's what you're seeing in this one. What I would want to see now is it to continue coming down the test kind of closer towards this $20, holding that and then getting back above $21.55. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's see what else is stock we got on the upside. Upside, I'm also seeing LEV, Align Electric, but DKNG is one to point out, guys. Why? Because I can start pointing out that I definitely think that there you go. You got it. You got your gambling move that you guys needed to see. You degenerates out there. I can't blame you. I was gambling on the weekend too. But definitely, definitely DraftKings. Good lift today, guys. I think you got to keep your eyes on this one. I think this one could end up the year at 100. And if it ends up the year at 100, we're talking near that $50 price point. Now we're talking, you know, a, a potentially 100% gain from that level. Another one that I'm looking at today that finally started holding that I'm a little bit upset because, I mean, I got rid of it right when it wanted to hold the 13, right? The day that I let go of it is the day that RSI wants to finally start holding that 13. 13 is going to be very the line in the sand in this one. It could start moving, has a 3%, almost 4% move up today. And for that case, I'll just mention another name that's not a, a SPAC if you guys don't want to look at SPACs. Look at GAN, look at this chart, looking strong. Overall gambling looking strong today. Look at the overall leader a pen here, holding that 80, starting to really push up today, almost 4% move also. How's bets doing? It looks like BETZ. You know uh, it a little up bit about of a half BTZ. percent. That's another one, right? If you want exposure to to sports betting, it's a whole basket it, of them. It's just not that sexy to me. Spe- it, Chris, you, know? Not, you know, if you're if you're Spencer, you like ETFs. Uh, you know, if you want a, a more conservative approach, it's an option out there. But you know, to me, Mitch, you know, we we've got several stories coming in sports betting, right? You can ignore the noise of some of the bigger states, you know, possibly legalizing because it looks like that's off the table right now. But you have football coming up, you know, NFL, college football, you know, widely bet in the U.S. And then also in November, you will have several states 
voting to legalize sports betting, which will be another catalyst. So, you know, we're in June right now. You've got a couple months to watch out for, but I think all these sports betting stocks go higher, you know, come fall time with that story, you know, trending. So keep an eye out and, you know, pay attention to some entry points here. All right, here's one that was on my favorites. I've been giving this one out for a while. MP, really starting to look good, Chris. Uh, I'm just waiting just to hear the upgrades. That's all I can tell you right now. Um, I, this one, to me, looked beautiful near this kind of $25 to, to $28 level. And that's the reason why is I felt it really could get back up there towards 50 and maybe above. Um, you know, I'm really seeing some lithium support. LIT, if you like, uh, if you like some like ETF action, you can look at this one. Um, I'm looking for this one to kind of continue moving. It's on the downside right now, but could continue getting some lift. PLL was another major uh, kind of lithium play that I'll keep a watch on. Um, looks like uh, another one that I wanted to mention today. I'm looking for it. There it is. There it is. Uh, AC ACTC is coming up, right? Yeah, ACTC, which I own shares of, that vote is this week, June Mm -hmm. 11th. That's Friday. Um, So the new ticker will likely happen next week, Proterra. Remember, this one still, they had the the virtual tour from Joe Biden of their bus facility. There's been no deals announced since that uh, tour from the U.S. government. I I really think we're, we're awaiting seeing some new deals in the future. Um, this is one I've owned for a little while, and I think we see this one run up uh, into the vote date and next week. So keep an uh, eye out on ACTC. All right. We're getting a lot of talk in the chat, so we're going to keep things moving. I'm trying to be fast, fast pumped today, guys. We're going to get through a lot, a lot. All right. So next one up, guys, is HOFV. Uh, and, and I'm kicking myself, Chris. You remember when I told you I got stopped out at the, the 395 level or 399 is where I got stopped out. But it's because this, this is one of those that you, you got to be you got to actually be watching it. And and what happened was I put my stop order out there and the market makers just attacked my order. They took my order right at the bottom and then took it right back up there. It, I don't even think it went underneath 398 when it ticked me out. But that's how it is sometimes. I'm actually liking the chart now. I wanted to get in near $4. It's up there already to 456, up about 7% on the day. Could get a, a nice lift going into the NFL season. That's what Chris and I are going to be looking at. A- any other thing you, you could pay attention to, Chris? Yeah, so HOFV, another one of those movers on Russell Inclusion, it looks like, with a press release out today announcing inclusion in the Russell 3000. I mean, we've seen it all year, right, Mitch? HOFV is one of those stocks that moves on news. Anytime there's a press release out or news on this, because it is a, a you know considered a penny stock under five dollars, it has a tendency to make big moves. But I really think the NFL season is a major catalyst for this one. Definitely, definitely smash that like button. Born knows what it's all about, guys. We're gonna keep rolling through. I said HOFV. I'd get into another one being mentioned in the chat consistently right now, guys. It's gonna be DM. Nice move in this one. I've been waiting for this one too, man. There's some of these where you gotta really be patient because if I was being patient on a lot of my entries on these, I would still be in them and looking great. So DM is one that I'm watching. It did get some news um, recently. I think it was on on Friday. Did we get anything, Chris? Yeah, it's a new steel, uh, 3D printing of steel alloy technology. I mean, this company, Mitch, it's insane, right? They they can 3D print steel. 
They can 3D print wood products. They can 3D print dental products. I mean, they're they're yep. attacking the market. They're going to be a market leader. They're going to acquire companies to ex- vertically, you know, integrate. Uh, this is a uh, a long term winner, in my opinion. You, you know, so this is one you might want to stock aside in an IRA. Uh, that's what I'm looking at doing. Is maybe throwing this one into the IRA because I think 10 years from now you're going to be happy that you uh, got a piece of desktop metal. It, it looks like the likes started climbing, Mitch, but I'd love to get to you know 125 likes here because I really want to talk about PSTH. I think some people are dying to hear more uh, about that deal and maybe what we think about it. So let's get those likes up to 125 and then we can dive into uh, PSTH. Yeah, it looks like we have over 300 people watching, so we should definitely be able to get over that level. Definitely, guys, let me know in the chat who's the Ackman fan, who's the Chamath fan. We're going to be getting into the major, major, you know, hey, I'd have to, I have to give them kind of a, even a different name. I'm going to start calling them the SPAC gurus themselves. <laughs> we guys know SPAC guru out there, but I'll call them the SPAC gurus themselves because I, I think that at the end of the day, they are the, the head honchos. And, and with that being said, when the SPACs fall, they get the hit. When SPACs go up, they take the lift, right? And so that's what we're going to be watching. We're going to get into those right now. Last one I want to mention, guys, in the chat. Uh, I saw Kappa being mentioned a little bit here. We'll see if this one can get a lift above 10. Um, this one has come back down since that $12 level. Chris and I really liked this one for a while, but the, we, we could kind of see that it was going to come back down closer towards this $10 level. Now it's really getting interesting for me. You know, do you know when this one's kind of kind of close? Yeah, this vote is uh, this week, I believe. Let me pull back up the calendar. Kappa, Boom, baby. Kappa is this week, uh, June 9th. This June is an, 9th. Exciting, an exciting one. I do own shares of no Kappa. Um, and also the, the other thing that we would have to talk about is they are acquiring Quantum Psi. If you want to talk about Quantum Psi and Kappa, I, I've got some exciting news we have Jonathan Rothberg coming on SPAC's attack this week. He's the founder of QuantumSci. He's also the founder of Butterfly Network, ticker BFLY. I mean, this guy has founded several companies that look to be long-term winners. So for anyone asking about Kappa in the chat, stay tuned this week to Dr. Jonathan Rothberg. All right, all right. Uh, I'll let you guys know if I get in Kappa, but I will let you know. I got an order out there. But I saw everyone jump on on there, right? When I started looking, (laughs) it was so funny. I saw the time and sales start moving. You guys, you guys, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, and I I was looking to add add more of this one because I think this one, as soon as that vote goes through, Mitch, I really think this one goes higher. Oh, Um, you know how it goes. This is one that's going to get, you know, analyst upgrades. It's going to be, you know, talk about how it can be, you know, the leader in the future. Um, You know, proteomics and genomics. I I love this one. So I do have a small position, but looking to add. You just heard Mitch say also looking to uh, take a position. And as I said, the vote this week and Jonathan Rothberg coming on the show. So I'm excited to ask him questions, you know, get more insight into what the future of quantum sci is all about. So did we hit our like goal? I, I didn't look yet. It looks like it looks we're like at, we're getting close. We're at like 113 right now. 113. All right. All right, guys. Definitely smash the like button. Smash the like. 
<laughs> I tried to get a little bit of Kappa there. I couldn't get filled, but one that I did take a little shot in, and and I'm just going to hold it towards that bottom look. Uh, I talked about that. I want to maybe even touch a little bit of, uh, of these that aren't getting the biggest lift or the biggest move. So CHRC, or, or let me get it here. It's Crone. CRHC. I took a little shot there on this one today, guys. I just grabbed it. I didn't grab too much, just just a little bit, just to have a little bit if this one starts rocketing or getting a lift or if we start seeing a, a, a pattern trend change in this one. What I like is that 986 super bottom in this one at seven at 978. So that's what I'm going to be going off of, guys. I can risk about less than 10 cents in this one and try to let it lift. If it goes... It goes, but I, I'll like that 10 cent risk in this one. Taking a shot there, CRHC. Mitch, what about SFTW? Uh, I think that's Ooh, one. Don't, you, don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. I've been waiting for her. So that one, yeah, it's still below $10. This one, I think they announced the vote date soon. Uh, I saw someone point out on Twitter that this deal was announced the same day as Kappa. So here you have Kappa with the vote Ooh. this week. Uh, Black Sky has not announced a merger vote date. Obviously, we've seen some timelines change due to warrants and SEC. But I think this one's going to move soon because I think we're going to get that vote date. And as I said, Rocket Labs cleared to fly again. You know, so they're going to take some Black Sky satellites up to space. And as soon as they announce that, I, I think we could see some action in SFTW. So that's one I'm keeping on my watch list today. Definitely, definitely. I'm just starting to dip my toes in these. You know, one of the things is uh, I, I will be adding towards my account, trying to take a little bit more swings as we continue to see kind of the patterns change. We're going to be talking a lot about this tomorrow, guys, with none other than the king. So stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Who do we got, Chris? Yeah, so tomorrow, you know, we, we've we got the SPAC king, right? The so king not, himself. So, so don't get confused because people have called Chamath Palyaptia the SPAC king. No, but no, we no, have no, the, no, We no. have the actual SPAC king. We have Julian Klamachko, Accelerate Funds. If you don't follow him on Twitter, he's one of the best follows out there, especially in the SPAC space. It's someone whose tweets I can say I read every day, you know, on a regular basis to see what's going on. He's not just talking SPACs. He's also talking mergers and acquisitions. He's also talking the overall market. But Julian's been on our show several times. But for those of you who have never seen him, Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to get his opinions, right, Mitch? You, you've heard Mitch Ooh. and I both say that SPACs are back. Let's hear from the SPAC king. Are SPACs back? You'll Let's get to go. Hear, Let's go. You'll get to hear his thoughts tomorrow on if SPACs are back and what we should be watching. And maybe some SPACs out there that we should be looking at more that could be undervalued going into their vote date. So I'm excited. Yeah, I won't talk too much about it, but I'm pretty sure Julian drinks his Oatly because that's how strong he is right there. <laughs> Did you see the pictures, Mitch? He also, uh, MMA fighting. He oh, you see some, that boy be drinking his Oatly. He also Oatly. does some MMA training uh, to stay in shape. So, I mean, Julian, he's a legend, guys. So tune in tomorrow. Got to spar with my man. Yeah. Okay, guys. So before the show gets too late here, let's, let's get into it. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into PSTH. PSTH. So, I, so I know, you know, a lot of people have been asking me on Twitter. They, they've been wondering, you know, what I think of this deal. So again, this was announced last week when we didn't have shows. So Pershing Square announced that they are seeking to acquire 10% of Universal Music Group 
uh, for $4 billion. That would value Universal, backed by Vivendi, at $42 billion. There will be a shareholder vote on June 22nd that will determine um, if that deal goes through. So PSTH shareholders would own 10% of UMG, Tencent Holdings would own 20%, and Vivendi would own another 10%. The rest of the company would be publicly traded uh, in Europe on the New York Stock Exchange Euronext. Um, so these shares would be uh, you know, available to PSTH shareholders in the future when that listing happens. And then also shareholders of PSTH are going to own pieces of three separately traded securities. So they will get the pro rata share of UMG. They'll get a pro rata share of PSTH after the distribution of the UMG shares. And then they also get one transferable five-year right per share, uh, a SPAR of Pershing Square Spark Holdings, uh, which is a new holding unit that will be traded on the New York, New York Stock Exchange. So this deal gets rather confusing. Um, it's actually going to, in the long run, PSTH will no longer be a SPAC. Um, it will have some different pieces to it. You'll be able to participate in those uh, future deals. You'll also get first rights to the next Pershing Square SPAC, according to Bill Ackman. Um, so you kind of get three pieces here that'll all be publicly traded. Uh, to me, I was a little surprised. So PSTH shares, of course, fell um, on the news that it was universal. But we have shares up 4% today, trading back to $23. Uh, this was the move I was anticipating because we saw shares drop, um, you know, down below $22 as a lot of people just don't understand the deal and uh, also don't like um, the the terms of the deal. So, um, you know, I have to say that I, I like the universal part. It, it's not as sexy, right? Because universal music group, you know, but it is the leader in the sector. Um, and also Goldman Sachs earlier this year, uh, they put out a valuation um, that was uh, significantly higher. But let's break down Universal Music Group. So Universal Music Group, uh, they own the rights to artists like Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, uh, The Weeknd, Queen, The Beatles, Bob Dylan, uh, Garth Brooks. Um, you know, it, it is a huge leader in the market. Um, last year, they had four of the top five artists on Spotify, uh, they also had the number one song of all of 2020, The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. Uh, in the first quarter of this year, they set a new record. They had a top-selling album for 17 consecutive weeks. Um, they also had the number one song for 12 of the 13 weeks in the first quarter on Spotify. So this is a company that dominates the music charts, right? And it's dominating the uh, music streaming charts as well. So you're going to get a piece of that UMG then you're also going to get these other pieces. Um, so yeah, so a Rolling Stone article uh, listed the valuation of Universal Music Group at a range of $29 billion to $100 billion back in March. Goldman Sachs put out a Music in the Air annual report earlier this year uh, that valued the company at over uh, or at $53 uh, billion, which was up from $36 billion last year. Tencent, when they acquired the 10% stake in addition this year, it valued Universal at $36.8 billion. So again, this deal with Ackman is valuing Universal at $42 billion, but you've seen valuations of $36.8, uh, $53 billion, and all the way up to $100 billion kind of thrown out. 
So Universal, uh, you know, it's seen significant growth in the streaming. And, and then, you know, it's got some peers that trade. So we have Sony Music, um, you know, that trades uh, as a piece of Sony. They had revenue of $8.5 billion last year. Warner Music Group, uh, revenue of $4.46 billion. Uh, Universal has significantly higher uh, revenue. Um you know, so keep an eye out on that. And again, music publishing and streaming revenue just is is soaring, right? And then you also have the potential, you know, people have talked about NFTs, right? We've seen the music industry uh, thrown out as a possible winner in the NFT market. To me, I like the long-term potential of this and, and not so much for the universal, but for the other pieces, because you're getting a, a piece of universal and then you're essentially continuing to bet on Ackman that he's going to get additional good deals. There's going to be, you know, over $1.5 billion left in Pershing Square to acquire a different company. So the, the majority of these other SPACs that are out, right, are a billion dollars or less to acquire a company. Pershing Square had over $5 billion and they're getting a piece of universal, but you're also betting on the future that they could get another great company. You know, so any of those companies that were thrown out before, that they can still get them. This deal is just so, you know, unprecedented, right? And it could lead to changes in the SPAC market. We could see some of these, you know, these sparks pop up, you know, these new SPAC deals. To me, though, if, if you were betting on Bill Ackman before, I, I think you continue to bet on him and that he lands some uh, significant deals uh, in the future, um, you know, again, this deal is just so hard to explain, but the keys are you're getting three pieces, you know, so you're getting a share of UMG, you're getting that uh, right to spark, and you're getting um, the rest of the money that's available, that $1.5 And then also, as Bill Ackman said, when Pershing Square 2 comes out, you get first dibs at that. So that's how I break down this deal. And, and again, Universal Music, it's not as sexy as a Stripe you know, or some of these other companies that people wanted, but let's face it, right? It's making money. It's a revenue company. It's a profitable company. And it's still growing, you know, as we shift to digital music, streaming rights, um, you know, and again, you know, remember, we're going to see a pop-up of a ton of concerts this year, which could lead to increased album sales. It could lead to increased monetization of some of these artists. So keep an eye out. Mitch, what do you think, Universal Music, uh, do you like that company? And also, what do you think of this strange, strange, you know, breakdown of how this deal is structured? Well, first things first, I, I want to give Chris uh, a, a thanks for explaining that deal because I wasn't even going to attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest as I can be. Hey, you guys know, you guys know Mitch. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, at the end of the day, to me, this is one of those deals that is so complicated that at the end of the day, I think investors are going to run for the hills on the first pop up. That first spike into the stock, I think there's going to be a lot of people saying, I want out. I want out and I want out now, but I can't because I'm in the red. So I'll wait to the green and then I want out. <laughs> and I think you're going to continue to see this uh, at least for, for the time being, unless you see the stock just go through the moon and then give me a, a look that, hey, the Ackman still has it. I know a lot of people like Ackman, but at the end of the day, I think this was a little bit sleazy in my eyes just because, you know, uh, 
this is what really kind of gave a huge boost to SPACs overall. And then it was kind of like a slap in the face when we didn't really even get like a SPAC out of this. I mean, essentially, we're not getting a SPAC out. Yeah, of it's it, yeah, it's it's essentially he took a SPAC and now he's creating a whole different vehicle and, and going away from the SPAC. And Mitch, Mitch, I, I got to follow up on what you said, the, the slap in the face, right? Because at the end of the day, people who invested in this, they invested in Ackman. They also might have invested in the fact that this SPAC had over $5 billion in cash to acquire a large position of a company. And what do you have? You have Ackman spending $4 billion to acquire 10% uh, of a company and not spending all that money. So I think that could be, you know, kind of a slap in the face, as you said, because to me, I thought all along that, you know, they were going to land the, this huge deal, this huge company with that money. And now this new structure, you know, as I said, and as you've said, you know, it, it is just all over the place. Right. And we're, we're not going to get a ton of clarity again until June 22nd. That's when Vivendi is going to vote on the approval of the Universal Music Group share. If that vote goes through, then I think we start to see more color on how this is going to be structured when the spinoff of UMG is going to hit the New York Stock Exchange Euro next. But again, Universal Music Group shares aren't going to be traded in the US. They're going to be traded in Europe. So that could open up a whole nother ballgame of people having to, you know, have shares that trade overseas and not here. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see some people exit this deal. I, I think there is value left in the structure, but for the average investor who's not going to pay attention to all the details, I, I think it's just safe to to stay away at this point. Yeah, it was one that I had talked about that I wanted to see some some kind of a sexy name, uh, and, and you know there was that word thrown around, iconic. I mean, I, I, yeah, I some think people say this is iconic. I I don't really say this. Is iconic, I don't think he ever should have but, said iconic. I think that was the the start of the downfall, right? Because he said yeah, iconic, yeah, and it was word. like, all right, what's iconic mean? Well, it probably doesn't mean stripe because they're not necessarily iconic. Does it mean you know Subway is Subway iconic? Oh, good you know, Lord, and all these other companies, you know, thrown <laughs> out there, and, and now you have Universal Music Group. So that leads to the question, right? Is Universal Music Group iconic? I mean, I would say they have iconic artists, right? Queen, the Beatles, um, you know, lots of others. But are they an iconic company overall? I, I just don't know. And, and that's part of the problem with some of these larger SPACs, right? Is there's so much anticipation and so much pressure for them to land just a, a huge deal, right? And, and to get a, a fast-growing, well-known company. And, and I think, you know, this one, it just didn't land quite right. Um, yeah, so teach us in the chat saying they own the Beatles. It's iconic. I agree. I, I love the Beatles. That's iconic. But does that make Universal an iconic company? I, I guess uh, to be determined. So, Mitch, the other thing we got to talk about, is Ch Chamas Let's go Max, to right? it. Let's go to so, it. So I know we're running out of time, so I'll try to nail this down quick. But Chamath Palihapitiya, right, he announced plans originally that he wanted to roll out SPACs IPOA to IPOZ. Instead, what we're getting after IPOA to IPOF is him taking a break from that naming with four new biotech SPACs. So each SPAC seeking to raise $200 million with no warrants. Those SPACs will be uh, 
called Social Capital Suvreta Holdings Corp. One, two, three, and four, under the tickers of DNAA, DNAB, DNAC, and DNAD. Um, these are being done um, with a partner in the biotech space, Suvreta, who has experience. Um, you know, so keep an eye out. Uh, you know, they definitely have the experience. Chamath doesn't necessarily, um, but they're going to target biotech, specifically companies that can improve quality of life. Um, they cite, you know, hepatitis C, uh, immunotherapies. They also talk about, um, you know, some different uh, areas uh, that can help with central nervous system, peripheral nervous system. Um, you know, so keep an eye out on these. But to me, Mitch, you know, that not offering warrants, um, seeing, you know, Chamath target biotech, which may not be his his forte here. I, I just don't get that excited about these. And, and I think investors are going to stay away after the recent SPACs that Chamath has had, not being, you know, necessarily as successful. You know, what do you think, Mitch? Do, do these excite you at all? Or are these just a, a steer clear here? So this is just a, it's just a part of the game. You know, one of the things that you're going to continue seeing is more SPACs come out. And at this, at this time, you're going to have to continue to look at these and pick winners, right? And so what I would do is necessarily is that we've had so many that it's kind of hard to really just determine of, hey, I'm just going to buy them all, right? I, I, that, that strategy just, I mean, unless you're a hedge fund, just doesn't exist anymore, right? And so one of the things that I would look at is to see how these actually start reacting, actually start trading versus just getting into them just because of the name behind it. And I think that's how you kind of have to approach it right now, just because there's so many out there. Until you start seeing a collective bunch really start moving, then that's when I think you can start really dipping your toes and trying to get a little bit more of these. But we'll keep an eye out. One that I'm keeping an eye out for an announcement, IPOF, IPOF. Was one that I was even thinking about getting a little bit of today. Um, so uh, I think you could also see announcement of that since you are seeing some more kind of being pushed out. So what do you think of that, Chris? Yeah, you know, IPOF, IPOD, I do still own positions in, but these things have been dogs, right? They've been beaten <laughs> down almost to the $10 level. IPOF woof, woof. Rumored, rumored with Equinox, but, you know, the fact that Chamas launching four new SPACs makes me think that maybe IPOD and IPOF are close to announcing, right? Otherwise, he's going to have six SPACs out there, you know, trying to find targets. Not that it can't be done, but that just spreads yourself so thin. Um, so I got to believe that we get a deal out of IPOD and or IPOF very, very soon. Um, so these are two, you know, at the $10 level, they could be worth a bit of a nibble here, right? Uh, maybe IPOD more so than IPOF since IPOF already had a rumor and IPOD has been a little bit quieter. Um, but keep an eye out on these because I think we see some uh, deals announced soon. All right, all right. Looks like we have the apes and ducks taking over. If you guys don't know who that is, you'll definitely find out on Power Hour. I don't want to take up the ducks and the apes time because at the end of the day, they're going to come after me. And I already did an interview with my man, Matt Kors. So I don't need to do another one. I hope you guys enjoy the next interview. I'm sure he's looking at AMC. We talked about that support on our interview of 40, uh, 45. So today, great day up. It went all the way up to 60. Looked beautiful. I've been putting out charts 
on my Twitter, guys. So definitely check it out, Story Investor. But yeah, the apes, the apes are getting real. You guys already know the duck has become famous. Coming on, coming out next on Power Hour. Hit the like button. And if you guys didn't catch my interview, I would definitely check that one out also. I asked some really great questions, not only about the AMC environment, but also how you can possibly trade it. So definitely, if you want to check that out, definitely. Uh, that's what I think is the best, really. I mean, at the end of the day, I know I know people want to know how can we attack this and how can we attack this now. So definitely smash the like if you're hodling the hodl, the hodl. You already know, Chris. We're going to be wrapping up, Chris. Tomorrow, we got the king. We got the king. So I'm looking forward towards that. Anything else you want to leave off with, Chris? Yeah, no, that's it. We've got an exciting week. Uh, Julian Klamachko joins us tomorrow, the SPAC king. And then, as I said on uh, the show later this week, we've got Dr. Jonathan Rothberg, Butterfly Network, and Quantum Psy. That's tickers BFLY and CAPA. So don't miss this week on SPAC's attack.